You are listening to the Slow Living Podcast, and I'm your host, Stephanie O'Day. What if I told you that you could truly have the life of your dreams, the life you've always wanted, one filled with abundance, joy, and a sense of purpose? It's absolutely possible, and I see it each and every day with my coaching clients. It all starts with learning how to slow down. You deserve to live the life you've always dreamt about. Let's get started. This is episode number 45, Cultivating Creativity. And in this episode, I am interviewing my friend, Kim Demon. And Kim is the owner-operator of two websites. The first one is todayscreativelife.com. And the second one is jackpinejones.com. And this is going to be the first of two episodes. So episode number 46 is part two of our interview because she's a real friend of mine and we started chatting and we got a little off topic and I tried my hardest to bring us back on topic. But the fact is, this is real life and we are real people and we have a lot of likes and interests and our personalities just mesh so well and I love everything about her. And I hope you do too. And we'll have the second part next week. Hi, Slow Down Society. Steph here. And we are on episode number 45. And I'm going to call this one Cultivating Creativity. Because I think sometimes people think that they don't have time to be creative. And sure, I can be creative down the line or when the kids are out of the house or when I'm fully retired or when I have the kitchen as clean and as organized and as perfect and as wonderful as I want, then I can learn how to knit or crochet or do a backyard renovation or do any of the things that you've been putting off. So if your brain has a creative side, if you want to cultivate your creative side, if you want to write, if you want to draw, if you want to paint, if you want to do anything, now is the time. Because that's what living a slow life is all about. It's doing the things you want to do. Make a plan. Figure it out. But life is happening right now. So put your blinders on. Stop paying attention to all of the stuff that they, capital they, (laughs) tell you you're supposed to be doing, you should be doing, and start doing the things you want to do in a slow, thoughtful, methodical way. And I am overjoyed to have my friend, Kim Demon in the studio with me here today. Hi, Kim. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so excited <laughs> to have you. So you are my oldest blogging friend, and not oldest like you're old, oldest in that you started blogging before I did. Well, I might be the oldest very, as well. Very, but. <laughs> <laughs> but you were my very first friend. I think you were one of my very first friends, too. I mean, that was back in 2007, 2008. So, so, sure. So you started in 2007. Yes. And I started in 2008. But okay. I had been following your site. So your website is Today's Creative it, yes, todayscreativelife.com, but it used to be todayscreativeblog.net, 
and I would feature people, and I featured you. Isn't that correct? Yes. That's right. And then you sent me a $50 Starbucks card, and I was just floored. That's It's all coming back to me. And I remember contacting you going, um, I think you put an extra zero on this. You did not need to send me anything, but nobody has sent me a $50 Starbucks card. And you're like, no, I meant to do that. I appreciate you. And because at that time, my blog would send a ton of traffic to people because there weren't that many blogs out. And my blog was a, its job was to introduce people to new blogs. So there you You, go. You literally put me on the map. (laughs) Which is so. I I had three visitors a day and it was me, my mom, and my grandma. (laughs) And then you featured me and. You were so kind and so generous, and you were this great, big, huge site that I had been reading for a well, while. Well, I appreciate year. that. And I think back then, everyone seems so much more humble. I mean, I think I'm still humble. I hope I am. You are. But you are. So, so that's why I wanted to have you on. So last week's episode, I had entitled Ignoring Influencers. Oh, And yes. you immediately into my brain. I thought, gosh, one, I need to catch up with you because I haven't talked to you since before. We do, we do. (laughs) Yes. And two, you've just always done such a great job of keeping your blinders on and doing what you wanted to do and what felt good instead of chasing shiny objects. So how do you do that? How do you keep yourself so Well, I'm glad that that's how you perceive that. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think everyone has a little bit of imposter syndrome, you know, and you always feel like you're not doing enough and -and so-and-so's doing more and they have this and you don't. And and I think part of it as I age, since I've been doing this since uh, 2007, because I'm 60 now, almost 61, um, I think part of it is that you get tired and you just don't care anymore about certain things. Not just you don't care like in general, but, you know, just certain things. Um, you outgrow certain needs that you thought you wanted. Um, and I think I just, I mean, along with life's, you know, just things that come at you in life, there are things that you just have to let go of to, to focus on. You know, those things that seemed important weren't anymore, you know. um, And really my goal was to, I mean, in the beginning, I just loved featuring creative women, anything creative. And um, then it moved into, you know, I mean, I got thrown into this pot of being this creative craft type blogger. And I never, ever thought of myself as a craft expert at all. I enjoyed doing crafts I loved it but I certainly was not an expert but suddenly I was looked at as an expert and I'm like oh wow this okay so fake it till you make it and I never did you know tell people I was an expert when I really wasn't but um but I think my goal was just to always have fun obviously once people were making money because back in 2007 very few people we didn't know how to make money blogging. Nobody even thought about making money blogging, or at least the most people didn't. You know, well, I mean, you were one of the first blogs with ads on the site. You, you, didn't you run blog her ads? In, yes, in I was first, with blog well, her. Yeah. 
I was with Blogger and I was in a group with three other women that we created like a media company. Yes. And we had we had like this slow ticker on the, our sidebar. This is back when you're with Blogger, not Blog Her, but Blogger. And you so, just had their templates. You didn't even yeah. have your so own. So do you know that my site is still run by Blogger? I think I remember you telling me that when you were redesigning a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, I have a WordPress wrapper, but okay. I do not pay for hosting. I still have Blogger. Okay. The Stephanie O'Data wow. site is WordPress. Well, you're saving and a lot of money. No, but yeah, because then, you know, I had to uh, merge to blog or to WordPress, you know, self-hosting and all that. But we had like a little ticker on the side that had a rolling, uh, well, rolling ticker in different categories of different blogs, because back then everyone just wanted to read blogs and it was really difficult to find them. Now they're so oversaturated. It's not hard to find and. And everybody shifted over to Pinterest and Instagram and all that. I mean, blogging isn't dead because, you know, no. uh, Pinterest wouldn't be Pinterest if there weren't websites and blogs. Yeah. But um, I think I just always wanted to enjoy it. I loved working with women and, well, men too, but mostly in my women. niche, yeah. it's all women. Um, and I just... I wanted to empower people and feel empowered and have fun and just kind of like a little club. Yeah. Um, and I was just very, very fortunate that I, when I started blogging and that just naturally grew into a full-time career. Um, yeah, I was very fortunate because we didn't have any of the tools that we have now. There were no keywords. There, was, there wasn't search engine optimization, you know, SEO. There wasn't... Um, you know, a formula for writing a blog post. There's so much that goes into it now. Sometimes I, I like wonder. I really don't like the formulas. I refuse. Oh, it's it. really. And, and what's interesting though is I knew enough about SEO that my site um, had insane SEO, and a lot of it was because I misspelled crockpot. Oh, how funny! <laughs> so it was all lowercase, all one word, and that's what normal people yeah. call it. Right. So, so I had very good. That's well, and it also that. helped that you were established early on. Like, yes. I may not write the best blog post, but because my website was established so long ago, Google has already considered right. us an yeah. expert and an authority in our yeah. field. Yeah. So that's that, that said, you would laugh at my page views. <laughs> I am, I am oh. lucky, Kim. I have went from 2 million page views a month to, I think I'm like at 20,000. 2 million so, a month. That is incredible, yeah. though. It, it was incredible. great. Incredible. But I'm... I want to I want to go back to what you had said about how you started it to have fun because that's how I started the crockpot site is is, yeah. is literally as a New Year's resolution and I thought because I've always enjoyed goal setting and resolutions and following through and, and masterminding I know you and I were in a mastermind mm-hmm. at one point um, and and giving advice and helping other women I thought. If I wrote a book, it would be about that. Never would, did I think it was going to be coming up with. But you were approached by someone to write your book, right? Were you yes, approached? And I, and I yeah. told them they were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and how many books later? <laughs> I know. I know. So, so it worked. It worked. But when you yeah. were talking about imposter syndrome, I mean, I completely and totally felt that the entire time. Mm-hmm. None of it felt um, fully authentic to me. But it was enjoyable. 
the the year of and being creative and coming up with different uses and figuring out like oh let's see if you could actually do yogurt in this and now of course yeah my yogurt but, recipe has been bastardized all over the place right but um, don't you think that that is the ultimate authenticity is that you yes it turned into something that you hadn't planned and you didn't you didn't mastermind that you d- it just naturally developed it maybe wasn't your plan or your passion but your passion was behind the creativity yeah. to start this site do you know what it i mean was. i i do i i mean honestly my my biggest passion and the purpose behind all of it was i just wanted to be a stay-at-home mom <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> I, yeah i really i do i really do so so there's a few different things on that and um and I want to talk a little bit about your thoughts on companies and, and large marketing machines sort of taking advantage of women and especially young moms about mm-hmm. the whole, I just want to be a stay at home mom thing. Yeah. So we have always sort of bonded in that we're uncomfortable with um, people taking advantage of others yes. and, um, and like multi-level marketing and yes. all of these kind of, we're not going to mm-hmm. just do something to make money. And that is why I've, I've always just, I, I want to use the word bonded, but I, I have, we're such kindred spirits. We are. E- even in this, in the mastermind we were in, we'd have these side conversations and be like, well, mm-hmm. whatever, they should do whatever they want, but I'm not doing that. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think both of us were really good at, I don't know if I'd call it our boundaries, but maybe knowing what we were willing to do or give up or, I mean, if it didn't feel natural, we didn't do it. And it's not that we didn't avoid hard things, but if somebody said, oh, you need to be doing blah, 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 it and it didn't feel natural, we weren't going to force it. I mean, that's kind of the way I am with TikTok or Instagram now. Oh, my gosh. So, okay, so... I, I try not to swear on this podcast, but correct me if I'm wrong. We can smell out bullshit. Oh, for sure. Yeah. My bullshit meter is like so <laughs> tuned. Oh, for sure. And I think yeah. most people think they can, but we really can. No, really. So we would go, I mean, there. I mean, all of the conferences, all of the stuff, and there's people Ugh. on stage telling you this is the next thing and you've got to do this. It, it was nice that I just always stuck to simple and, and, and then you hit the nail on the head a second ago when you said, if it doesn't feel right. Um, and, and that's, I've always just sort of followed my gut and my intuition. I'm like, eh, this, this doesn't I think that right. comes with maturity too. I mean, I don't know. I was young. You were young. <laughs> I wasn't young. I wasn't young, but I, I'm a late bloomer. But I think, I mean, in the very beginning, and we, I remember going to my first blogging conference um, or retreat or something like that. And this was before really people were making money. And we were just so excited to meet everyone. And these were mostly craft and creative type bloggers. And we were just thrilled to be in the same room with each other. And the friendships just felt so uh, real and you just really connected with these people and then as things evolved and people became successful with money and we were getting all these money and you know we, it was like pioneer days we didn't know 
what to charge. We didn't know what to do with these offers. And I'm sure the companies and brands, they weren't, you know, investing their marketing dollars into blogs was unheard of. They just thought, you know, so they would just throw us these crumbs, but we would eat them up because we were just so, at that point, we're like, oh my gosh, so-and-so noticed me and I, they want me to do this and I get that for it. Oh my gosh. And then it kind of shifted to like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. What I'm doing is worth something, something. And so we kind of had to become business women really quickly when I think a lot of us didn't even start out to become a business. It was a hobby. It was something fun. I was a fitness professional and I started this as a hobby. So suddenly to have to make, you know, to be treated as a business was a real shift. And with that shift, I and continuing to go to conferences because I used to go to a lot of them and all that, you know, and I had all these friendships and, um, but I also saw a shift in how people treated you or how they acted the more, you know, and I think this is in any industry or even just any grouping when somebody starts feeling more of themselves more and not in a good way, more successful, they change their, their personalities change or that I started noticing that people were only coming to me when they wanted something or they wanted to collaborate experience where, you're talking to someone in a conference and they sort of are looking over your head waiting for a better person to talk to. Have you had that experience? I'm I, sure I, I have, but I couldn't even notice. Short, so, but yeah. I always felt like, I don't well, know, until, until perhaps maybe they realized who I was. And right. Started to, and, and that feels uncomfortable. Like, no, you should talk to me. because I have had, you know, it's funny that you said that because I have had that experience with Instagram when it was new and I went to this event, um, it was an invite only, there were only 20 people, and I was so excited to, you know, because I thought, oh, I didn't even know half these people, and it was kind of a regional type thing, and a lot of these people were really big on Instagram, and so I'm just assuming, because I, you know, sometimes I don't stay up on the new trends, and this was early, early on, so I'm talking like maybe six or seven years ago, I don't know how long, and they were like, um, what well, was right when stories started. So however long that was. Yeah. And these people had a lot of Instagram followers and I had like 10,000, which I'm not that much further over now, but, um, I thought, wow, they must have these huge blogs because my naive brain was like, their blogs must be funneling their Instagram traffic, right. which obviously was not the case. And when I would look at their blogs, I'm like, huh? they're not getting any traffic. How are their Instagram so big? And that was just kind of my own professional failing, I guess. If, you know, if I wanted, you know, I don't know. I look at it as a failing sometimes because I should have been up on what was happening in the industry. But sometimes I'm oblivious and, you know, Instagram's not really my big thing. I mean, I have fun on it, but I'm not trying to promote it. Yeah, so I'm not going to life coach you because I'm not supposed to. (laughs) (laughs) Go for it. I can use all the coaching. So you said should, and and so my my ears are are very... Well, I think that... You saying should, but you shouldn't. You shouldn't feel like you have to jump on the new shiny object bandwagon if it doesn't feel right. I I do not... I have never looked at anything on TikTok ever. Well, it wasn't that I even thought it wasn't even that I knew it was like I was oblivious to the power of Instagram in the beginning and I think that's where my shortcoming was I should have at least been aware 
mm-hmm. of the power of Instagram and where it was going. It just totally went over my head. Um, well, you like to read and, and you like to well, write more than pictures. Well, at the time, though, too, I didn't really look at Instagram because Instagram couldn't at that time. You couldn't link to anything from Instagram no. on a story. If you had 10,000 people, you could link and you could get a little bit before that. No traffic. Nothing benefited me by having Instagram. It did not benefit my bottom line. And that's where I was really focused on improving my site, my website. I own my website. I don't own Instagram. Any any fame, any progress, any uh, anything that I gain on Instagram could be gone tomorrow. Right. You know, so these businesses that are based on Instagram, that's a really rocky foundation. Because if they if their account got hacked and it went away tomorrow, they don't have a business. I mean, every Instagram influencer should have a mailing list and a website so that their people that are following them, that enjoy them, can find them. And so for the longest time, I would look at my stats and I'm like, okay, Instagram's not doing anything for me, so I'm not going to put my energy there. And I just didn't look at it. So the whole story success thing kind of just went under my radar. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... That's, yeah, if it didn't affect my bottom line, it wasn't getting my attention. Okay, so so let's try and, and pivot. How did that come about with the, the being creative side and, and trying to always, when I look at you and I look at, I mean, we're on Zoom only so I can see you and we don't talk <laughs> over each other, but you're in this huge craft room and you mm-hmm. are a crafty person so yes you've found a way to monetize your craftiness but am I correct that you would be crafty and do something even if you weren't getting paid for it yes I don't know if I would have this huge craft room no um, because I think people have given you stuff like I think you did a campaign with cricket and you have yeah all this I mean all my cricket stuff yeah. back there I yeah I work with cricket I have two campaigns this month they're really the only brand I'm really working with right now yeah, a few others it. like like it's a real it's a real love affair it's not fake You're right I love cricket yes yes absolutely I won't I've kind of also during the pandemic I have shifted to where I realized I wasn't enjoying a lot of brand work anymore because I mean, at least they are now, you know, able to provide you a decent fee and they a lot, you know, they've allocated their marketing dollars for social media marketing and blogs and all that. So that has come a long way. But their asks sometimes are so much like you need to do this and we want you to do this and we want you to do this and you have to say this and and it was just I hated writing these blog posts for brands sometimes. And I generally would not work with a brand unless I honestly liked them, unless they were offering me thousands and thousands of dollars, which, you know, I I did that occasion just a couple times. But I still like the brand. If it was something I hated, you know, I wouldn't do it. But usually I will work with brands that I already use or I love or, you know, but I've just, I don't do a lot of branded work. I'm not seeking that type of work. If they come to me and it looks like a good thing, I'm like, sure, let's do it. Um, I'm not, it's just not my focus where I'm making most of my money now. 
Um, and it was never where I made most of my money. It was kind of, you know, it was maybe a third. But, yeah, I just don't enjoy the the input, I guess. I want to do my own thing. Yeah. So, so doing your own thing ties exactly right into sort of living this slower kind of thoughtful lifestyle. Absolutely, when, because when, there's no control. I control it. Yes. So when you see people, and, and yes, they're younger, and I do agree with you that, that a lot happens when you get older and you can see um, through, through the lens of wisdom. Mm-hmm. But when you see these young 30-somethings, like, just trying to do so many things all at the same time. And they're not necessarily doing the things that feed their soul. They're doing things that they think they're supposed to Mm -hmm. be doing or should be doing or trying Mm -hmm. to make other people. What advice would you tell them? You know, I think the thing that always comes, that keeps coming around is be yourself. Do not be afraid to be yourself. It seems like so many people, the majority of people online are trying to act the way they think they're supposed to act and the way they think their readers want them to act or, or they're, you know, saying things or showing things that they think their readers want. When you look at some of the accounts that are so huge that blow up quickly, it's all because they're giving people something of value and they're totally being themselves. Um, like Elise Myers, she just started last year, I think, and she's huge and she is totally herself. She comes on, her hair's a mess and she's just, I don't know if you know who she is. And I just found her recently and I just adore her because she's just who she is. She doesn't seem to be creating scenarios to create content. Okay. You know, and I think so many people try so hard to create content, to, to be a part of that machine that then it's not content that comes naturally to them. So there's a balance because obviously if you're going to be a content creator, you have to create content, you have to plan, but make it something that you, that just makes you happy, that makes you want to do it. If it's a chore, it doesn't belong on your page or your Instagram feed or, you know, do what you I mean, everyone has value and everyone's brings Mm -hmm. value. So figuring out what type of value you bring to people. And if you're willing to share that, share it. Otherwise, I don't know. I get so turned off by the noise of just everyone, you know, post. Here's my latest pet peeve. And that's usually when I'm like, okay, you need to step back from Instagram for a couple days. And just, Mm -hmm. you know, is when you see a cute video. Like the little baby who kisses his dad, you know. Sure. And then you see everyone posting that. Oh, so they're copycats. Well, and I get it because I'm thinking, well, maybe not everyone will see that or whatever. But it's like everyone posts it. And then I'm like, okay, there's no originality. It's already been posted for the last two weeks. You know, so by posting that, what, what are you trying to tell the people that follow you? So I have always been worried about that. And especially when I was cooking a lot, I was worried that I would be influenced by other people's recipes. So mm-hmm. I didn't read yeah. food blogs. Um, and I remember when you and I first started hanging out more online and through Skype, we'd be like, 
what about this blog and this blog? And I'm like, I had no idea who any of these people were. <laughs> didn't read Which is kind of blogs. refreshing. Um, so what did you do to keep your kind of brain fresh and your ideas fresh? Do you have a very streamlined no. like email inbox and, and Facebook no. feed? Do you no. <laughs> you no. don't follow your own advice? <laughs> no, well, no. I mean, I, I, I mean, yes, what we've been taught now that this is a real industry, a real career, a real job, you know, I mean, I know bloggers who have, they're incredibly organized and I'm so envious because like they have their publishing calendar, you know, scheduled out for the le- next, you know, year and they are doing keyword searching and this and that and to see what is, what is being searched the most in October and what, you know, all this stuff. I mean, and that's great. That's amazing because they are probably meeting their, you know, their goals, their success goals, their benchmarks much faster. I guess I don't really, I don't really put benchmarks on myself. I mean, obviously I want to, to make sure that this is um, profitable and successful, but I try, I mean, I, I do kind of map out like, okay, um, you know, in the next, for like the fall, I want to do this project, this project, this project, and this project. But there are things I want to do. I'm not calculating like, okay, well, Halloween, so I need to make sure on this, you know, people love this, blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to do that, which I'm not saying that's wrong. That's just not the way I work. It doesn't motivate me. It has to make it has to make me motivated, inspired to do it. Cause then I see other people, I'm like, Oh man, that was smart. That was smart because yeah. Okay, so, so one thing I, I want to call you out on because I love you and I think you're amazing <laughs> and wonderful is what you are doing with what you just said is you are equating success with money. Yes, I am for blogging. Okay, yes. But life success I mean, what's the point of having everything mapped out? Well, I'm looking at it and as going, a, going, 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 sure. If you're ignoring your kids or your health and, and, and all of that kind of stuff. So I right. do think some, some, not you, but some people are, are chasing money or page views or notoriety. Sure. And, and the stuff that is truly important. Well, gets sort of shoved aside while they're trying to create this perfect Instagram post, which might be phony. I, I yeah. mean, you don't know what it looks like behind the camera lens. Well, I think one thing about social media, blogging, all that there, you have to, you learn hopefully real quick that you need boundaries because there is no eight to five job in online work. It's a constant it's it's a 24/7 machine. It's okay. a beast. And that's where I think hopefully people learn cuz that you can get caught up in it really easy cuz you're getting all this attention, you're getting all this feedback. You're, you know, just it it's like a dopamine rush every single time you get all these likes and you know, I mean, you see young girls just teens doing all this stuff on Instagram just for likes. And, you know, yeah. really, what does I, that I, do? I don't like, I, I don't like it. I don't think it's healthy. So no, I, absolutely if, not. If, if I didn't have an online site, I would not be on social media. Would you be on social media as a, as a human? It's hard to say. I know that 
I wouldn't be on as much. Um, I'm not sure. I know I wouldn't be on Facebook because I'm not, I, I got rid of my personal Facebook as far as, well, I couldn't get rid of it because I needed that for I my, know. I know. It. You know, so I just I unfollow. Have nine, I have nine people. Yeah. I think I have 30 people and I'm probably related yeah. or went to college with yeah. all of them. So, okay. and there are people that I know their feed isn't going to trigger me. And, but then I also use the kill. So, so that's a real thing. And then do you snooze people too? Cause I totally, snooze I people. use the, um, I use, well, I don't ever, I don't ever look at Facebook on my phone. So okay. the only time I'm on Facebook for groups or whatever is on my computer. And I have the Chrome kill feed app okay. so or extension. So I don't see anybody's feed. I only see whatever, like the groups or whatever okay. I have. So I don't know the name of this. So I think it's the kill, the kill, Google kill feed extension and it's, um, or Chrome. Okay. And so I have that set and so I don't see anybody's stuff unless I go directly to their page. Okay. So I am similar in that I don't do social media on my phone and yeah. I look at it as work and yes. I do my work on my desk. Yes. Um but I didn't know about this Chrome extension. So yeah. I think that now is Instagram is different. Helpful. I do okay. fall down the Instagram hole and well I'm like, okay, stop. You need to stop, you know, and I probably here's that should work word again. Mm-hmm. that I ignore, I probably should just stick to doing my creative stuff on my Instagram, but I filter in some political stuff or mm-hmm. some things that like, I, it drives me crazy when people are always talking about their cheat food or, you know, my cheat meal or this and that. Cause you know, my background's in the fitness wellness okay. industry. And so when I see misinformation, ugh, drives me crazy and I want to correct the wrong, but and it has nothing to do with my but brand. Cheap, like inexpensive, or cheat, cheat, oh, cheat. Like, like a cheat like meal. Yeah, like, I don't like. I don't like that either. Or I mean, they're, you know, they're diet ta- culture and all that kind of right. Stuff. I or hate. I hate culture. diet culture. Yeah. So that's where it gets. My Instagram gets muddy between personal, professional, personal, professional, yeah. and I think that's okay. Some people do it fine, and I think if I really, really, really wanted to just knuckle down and and look at Instagram as a a professional tool to build my website, to build my brand, then I wouldn't post anything like that. But I, I'm not that concerned with Instagram. So, um, but yeah, I think that it is a problem and I probably still would do some Instagram if I didn't have this business, but it's so funny because sometimes I'll be, if I'm out and about. Do you think Instagram promotes creativity or sucks it dry? I think it depends on, it depends on your mood, but I think it also depends on what you're seeing. I mean, if you're like, I went through and cause I'll look at the discovery page and I will click uninterested on anything with people in it. And I click uninterested and I, I wanted all like gardening type stuff. Wait, um, this is on Instagram? You can do that? Yeah. On your, dis- oh, like, I've never done that. there's like discovery, like the little search eyeglass thing. And it'll just kind of pull up and it goes off of kind of your algorithm in a way, I think, okay. or what they suggest you might want to look at. And so I go through and I, I'm basically letting them know, nope, 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 to try to fine tune what they send to me okay. so that I'm not seeing stuff that I don't want to see. Um, so I don't scroll. I've never been a scroller. I log in to post 
I wish I could do that. That's my goal. The hearts. Yeah, that's my goal. That is my goal. But, um, and I think it's, you know, it's kind of coming to a peak too. Instagram used to be fun. Now it's just annoying. It's just too much. The reels, the sounds, the the constant boom. You know, I'm like, nope, 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 nope. So a a second ago, we we touched upon whether or not um, it's, it's fun or a drain. And I said, depending on your mood, and you immediately said that. And then another thing popped in my brain of how you've always been very helpful to me. And I did a whole podcast episode on um, hormones and that it's not you, it's your hormones. And I remember going through this phase where I wasn't sleeping well and everything Mm -hmm. was off and I ended up having um, a, a huge panic attack and I had adrenal fatigue. I also ended up um, having sleep apnea. So all of that is in check. But I remember you and I talking about going to naturopaths and and checking mm-hmm. hormones. And then I think you sent me some link of over 40 signs that you're entering perimenopause and like, check, oh. check, 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 check. Like, like it was just <laughs> fascinating, but I've always yeah. appreciated that. Well, it well, you probably won't appreciate this so much that I am now completely swung the other direction from functional medicine. Okay. I, I used, as you know, I used to do all the alternatives and functional wellness and all that. I was very much into that. And I had uterine cancer. And obviously had to have a hysterectomy and I was put on bioidentical hormones, which at the time they helped me very much because I wasn't all the way through menopause yet. And I had a naturopath and he actually ended up putting my, putting me on such high hormones that the pharmacist came out to talk to me and said, um, these are dangerous. You need to get a second opinion. So, so I'm I'm glad actually because I went to a naturopath on your recommendation and I didn't like her. Yeah, <laughs> I well, thought she was pushy, and some of the stuff that she was giving me, I after googling, it felt wrong, and I believe it had some sort of MLN. Well, what I'm learning, and that weirded me out. Yeah, what I'm learning because then I moved to a functional integrative doctor. Okay, so what does functional? Well, it's not good. Oh, <laughs> it's not good. I mean, it's just, and some people listening to this will be, going, oh, you know, but hear so, me so, out. So here's the thing. So that's what being slow and thoughtful and methodical is all about is you absorb as much as possible and then you make your own decisions and you can't ever blindly follow well, and when you, anybody. When you know anybody. better, you do yeah. better. When you that's learn that's more, yeah. you do better. And I learned more about what functional medicine how it originated um, about all these tests that they're giving people, having people take that like adrenal fatigue is not a thing. It's not a diagnosis. I was diagnosed with it. You were diagnosed with it. It's not a thing. So I was diagnosed with it through the naturopath. Exactly. I I did read a book that was insanely helpful. Um, But I, I I do think it was the sleep apnea. Yeah. I have that, sleep apnea too. Thing, and that was diagnosed through an actual. Do you doctor. have to wear a CPAP? I do. I, I do too. Woo! I, I have the nose. CPAP. What do you have? I have the nose wrist? pillow, the dream station. Oh, the dream, <laughs> I have the dream station, but the nose pillow didn't work for me because it was too itchy. Oh. And I have nose problems. And I don't, I'm sure I've told you this, but I had this huge addiction to Afrin. Oh. 
And I, so yeah, I, I want to shove everything up my nose. So the dream pillow didn't work for me. Yeah. But I have a, a mat. I would travel with it. I love it. I, I love, love mine it. too. I, I mean, it took yeah. a while. It was a transition. It, it is a transition. It's something you have to realize you want to live a long, right. healthy life. Yeah. And in order to do that, your brain has to work and you yeah. need to um yeah, it's amazing. You, you, need to sleep. you you have to sleep. Right. But I Okay, so this is fascinating because I want to really talk about this because I did all of the stuff that you had recommended and, and I now I feel bad recommending it. Parallel cities we came to our I know. I know. Well, and same with the Everly Well test. No, it's, it, no, I think it's full of shit. It's, it's garbage. Thing, but I, I it's all garbage. It's marketing. It's all it's so absolutely. It, the once the pandemic hit, it it started. It just kind of changed my focus, and I am all in on scientific evidence based anything, and science does change and evolve. But so I listened to. The podcast, the Dream Podcast. Oh, season, me too. Okay, season two. Did you listen to season two, episode three and four? Wait, so so the Dream Podcast. Am I correct that this is all MLM? Well, season one was about MLMs. Okay, so what season? Season two, two they kind of go into how vitamins and the wellness industry, how nothing oh, is regulated because because of the adrenal fatigue or what I thought I had. I was taking high doses of magnesium thinking mm -hmm. that would help me. Right. And then I ran out. It just and makes you poop. I'm fine. I don't need magnesium. Yeah. yeah. It just gives you diarrhea. Okay. The dream. Okay. The dream podcast up. and the episodes that are the, were the most impactful for me were episodes three and four. And it talks about the Proxmire Amendment. And that is where back in the 70s, the I'm sure I'm bastardizing this whole explanation but back in the 70s when um the they were lobbying and they had certain politics or uh, politicians with them and so basically it's vitamins did not need to be regulated and at the time it was just like vitamin supplements well now there are like because there was only what like 13 vitamins um i don't but know now, do you know that i was reached out reached out to by a company and they wanted me to create my own line. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause you've already got the legs for, you know, for readership. So yeah, they want so you to peddle their stuff. Uncomfortable to me. Mm -hmm. Very uncomfortable. I'm like, yeah, no. Right. No. <laughs> and really, I, my, my medicine is I want to give you a really big, good hug. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> tell you you're going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, that really got my mind going because, I mean, I was doing all kinds of supplements for adrenal this and this I and that. This. And I have exactly. thyroid issues and, you know, it's just, it, it, I'm just, oh. And really the kicker was when I had this new functional doctor, I just started going to her and then the pandemic started. And she, um, I, you know, I had to go in for, get my yearly blood work or whatever so she could prescribe my medications or whatever and I said well can we just do this over zoom and I said unless are you vaccinated she goes no I'm not vaccinated and I'm like okay well I can't be around you I mean that's just that's me those are my boundaries and then I had another friend who is in the wellness industry I went to her all the time and she we had coffee outside 
early before the vaccine started. Well, it was just starting to roll out for healthcare workers. And I said, are you getting, you know, can you hardly wait to get the vaccine? She goes, oh, no, I, I don't, I'm not going to get it. I'm like, what? I'm like, I would snort that stuff off the bottom of a dumpster. I will roll in that vaccine. And she's like, Kim, it will change your DNA. And I remember just, it was like I got hit in the head with a sledgehammer. I just thought, wow, who are you? I don't even understand who you are. And I haven't gone back to her. Okay, we're going to take a pause right here, and we are going to finish up the second half of this amazing interview with Kim Demon of todayscreativelife.com and jackpinesjones.com next week. And that's just because Kim and I talked and talked and talked. We ended up having the Wi-Fi go out, and so we needed to restart, and we will pick up where we left off next week. But for the time being... Consider yourself loved and hugged, and I think you are absolutely wonderful. You take care of you. You try and find a way to be a little creative this week, and I will talk to you again next time. Do you have a slow living story to share? Leave me a voicemail at stephanieoday.com forward slash podcast with any questions, comments, feedback, or testimonials, and I will be sure to include it in an upcoming episode. Also, if you found value in this episode, please share it with your family and friends and subscribe through your favorite podcast provider. The more you share, comment, and leave positive reviews, the more people we can reach and share the slow living lifestyle and messaging. Thank you, Slow Down Society, and have an absolutely wonderful day.